0: You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with your hosts, Andy Grant and Apio Hunter. Real Men Feel encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having, but you don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel Show is produced live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. Listen to us on podcast platforms including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also watch the show on YouTube by visiting realmenfeel.org YouTube. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and on Facebook facebook.com slash real men feel show all links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at real men feel.org show your support for real men feel by shopping at real men feel.org slash swag by visiting digitaltipjarcom tip jar.com slash real men feel or even text us a tip you can show some love for real men feel by texting real men feel that's all one word to 504-226-5306. You'll receive a link back to complete your tip and choose the amount. This is a weekly program, and your reviews, comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in our Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's dive into this week's show. Hello, and welcome to Real Men Feel. I'm your host, Andy Grant. And I've been saying this a lot lately. It's another special episode of Real Men Feel. Um, this evening, we, you know, the we've had at least three shows I think that talked about MGTOW, which is men going their own way, and it had they have become definitely the most commented-on programs that that we've done in the almost three years of doing this. Um, most of the comments have not been pleasant or nice, I would say. But um, digging deeper, I have found a lot of people, um, guys involved with Big MGTOW that have been open for an actual conversation. I've had many individuals email me really long statements of their view and the not-so-extreme as you might see on first glance if uh, if you have or haven't even heard of this group. But it, it really all bega- began with, with a friend of mine, Anthony Simeone. Writing about it on the Good Men Project, and then coming on the show and talking about it. A couple weeks ago, I had a gentleman by the name of MGTOW Universe come on and give the Migtow viewpoint. Um, so tonight we're getting them both. We're bringing world, you know, worlds are colliding. We are bringing people together, <laughs> and you know, uh, originally toying with calling it a debate. It's not only really a debate. It's, it's it's a discussion. So tonight is a special Migtow discussion with someone. Outside of that philosophy, and someone that's a part of that philosophy, I think that's the best way to, to sum it up. Um, so, again, joining us tonight is Anthony. Say hello, Anthony.
1: Hello. Good to be <laughs> back. Thank you, Andy, and welcome to our guest tonight. I'm looking forward to a lively conversation. Yep. So, our a civil mix- discourse, hopefully, a civil discourse, perchance, but maybe not too civil for for the ed- the edification and entertainment of the fans. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes.
0: And and joining us from, and it's hard to say from Migtow. So, you know, joining us as a follower, uh, an an agreeer of Migtow, I don't know, but is Dan. So, Dan, why don't you say hello?
2: Yep, hello everybody. All
0: right, great. And can't
2: see my face.
0: Yeah, and as is as is the case with most Migtowers, um, you will not see Dan's face, and and Dan is not Dan's actual name, and that's something that that we've agreed to beforehand, and uh. And that's all um, fine. Um, now, since Anthony's been on the show before and it's kind of in response to his appearances, we're gonna, uh, Dan's gonna speak first and this is the most debate like we're gonna get. We are gonna call these the opening statements. And um, so Dan, take it away.
2: Well, um, I think, you know, the fundamental thing that all of us Maytows agree upon is that um, marriage is a bad joke. And, uh, you know, there are better ways to find happiness in life. Uh, and uh, so that's about it. Uh, I don't know what more am I supposed to say from there. Uh, we'll have to work on it from there. But uh, yeah, um, uh, I so, think a lot that's said about us that is exaggerated, that is um, that focuses on us as, uh, as hateful of women, um, as... Uh, Um, wanting to change the world when all we're trying to do is just change ourselves. And
0: uh, yeah. Cool. So, so Dan, still as part of your opening statement, uh, you know, were there specific things that, that Anthony talked about or brought up or, you know, saw MGTOW as that, that riled you up? Like you stepped forward and said, I want to be on the show. Well, I mean,
2: again, what I saw from Anthony was this viewpoint that uh, our, our central focus is a hatred of women and i I don't think that's true at all um uh, I can go into explaining that in detail, but uh I think we'll go through that later okay. um, but yes uh, uh completely off the mark there and um, in, in what MGTOW is uh, it's it's simply about you know uh, finding your own path in life and not um getting married and 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 taking that path which is usually um Folly.
0: Okay. Would you like to seed your opening statement?
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess I'm more um, uh, into conversating.
0: I, I don't really have a good opening statement. Okay, great. Uh, th- then, Anthony, if, if you would like to have an opening statement, so yeah. be it.
1: Sure. I, really, I want to start off by saying, you know, Dan, I really appreciate you stepping forward and agreeing to talk and have what I'm expecting to be, you know, an agree to disagree conversation. I've gotten a lot of negative, very negative, to say the least, feedback. I've had a few videos made of me, about me now, attacking me, calling me, you know, the usual ad hominem, which doesn't, which rolls off my back like water. I'm too old and too experienced to be bothered by people calling me fad or, uh, uh, you know, whatever all the, you know, the catchphrases, whatever all the catchphrases are that are so wonderful for, you know, a simp cuck, uh, beta male, I might even be an omega male or a sigma male. I don't know. I'm, I'm some sort of Greek letter male, uh, blue pill, blah, 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 you know, the lexicon as, as it goes. But I mean, regardless of where, you know, there's extremists in every ideology and I think that what I'm looking for is people like you in the movement. So we seem MGTOW from the outside as a monolith, like any other ideology, and that's a fallacy. There are human beings, individuals that make up any philosophy. And, you know, my article that I wrote on Good Men Project, it was really the second one I wrote for Good Men Project, you know, I, I purposely wanted to be a little provocative. I mean, I kind of wanted to throw it out there and see how people would react, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't think it was clickbait. I don't think it, I just meant, I like to challenge people, you know, and I like to just kind of poke an ideology. And if someone breaks down and cracks and starts attacking someone personally, that to me speaks of a fragile ego. And you, I think are the other side of the spectrum. You actually are a secure man. You're strong enough and you you have the courage of your conviction and you have just a different way of seeing life. So I think what I'm guessing is that you're not as extreme in the realm of what I would consider toxic male behavior. I know that's a loaded term. I don't believe that all men are toxic. I don't believe that just masculinity in general is toxic. I believe that men, many men, including myself at one point, were socialized into a set of behaviors that makes us very limited in what we can do. We're supposed to be aggressive, standoffish, aloof, constantly in competition with other men. Don't ask for help. Don't get mental help don't get, you know, so there's all of these things that are the, that, that are negative male behaviors that we're socialized in that make us predisposed to certain things that MGTOWs think that there's many MGTOWs think that there's some sort of gynocentric that I, this is what I've read. And again, you're probably not the extreme of some of these people who, you know, like this, that Sandman guy who has an internet channel about MGTOW who's just says inane things. I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. he's, He's, a flat, he's basically the MGTOW equivalent of a flat earther. He kind of feels like it's like, you know, there's this vague pseudo Adam and Eve thing where Eve was the original sin. She, she tricked men, so all women are descended from the trickster Eve. And it just seems like this pseudo-scientific, pseudo-Christian morass that kind of just men are just, eh, you know, a lot of men don't get a very focused socialization. Their dads, if they may be, their dads may be living this macho lifestyle like my dad was. My dad considered himself the real Italian snallion. He was womanizing, cheating on my mom, blah, blah, blah. And then he wondered when my mom wanted to divorce him and lost her mind at, at him with rage. You know, so I feel like there's this toxic male mentality where you're like, you're not really looking at your own behavior and being mindful about your own being And then when things go wrong in life because you're not communicating with your significant other, and I don't even think you need to get married. I think human beings have evolved, by the way, far enough that we don't have to have kids. I have a couple that are married. Why don't you have kids? Why don't you have kids? They're constantly badgered by that. Same thing with men or women. You don't want to get married? We've evolved far enough in our culture and our biology. Fine. But don't blame your problems. My biggest problem was with a lot of the narrative from MGTOW is that women, at least maybe the more extremes, and maybe you can help us give the lie to that or that there's a monolith that is breaking here where you know, some MGTOWs don't have to be in that extreme, you know, which also seems to go with like far right mentalities and like a conspiracy theory mindset. So I'm hoping tonight that you know, we can do both of us a service, that I can you know, learn more of a nuanced perspective on MGTOW and that there's you know, variation healthy variation in the movement and that you and that you can kind of give voice to that other side. So I'm looking forward to a discussion. So
0: Dan, what's your reaction to that? Anybody there? Dan? <laughs> we hear you.
2: Okay, good. Uh, just... all right. Um yeah I heard everything I think I heard everything you said. Um, uh, Yeah, so you're not a Tradcon, that's good, Um, so you you accept that at least we have a right to not get married. Um, I think I have a good theory to explain what you're talking about, which is, we usually call it red pill rage, um, which is a kind of, uh, when a lot of people, or a lot of guys, uh, did you ever see the movie Fight Club?
1: Absolutely, that's uh, a great, great movie. Yeah,
0: one yes. of my favorites. Well, do you
2: remember the scene where um, Brad Pitt explains to everyone, "Oh, you, you, you grew up thinking you were going to become rock stars and astronauts, and, and and it turned out no, you're just, you know, the 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 shit of the world." And and Red Pill Rage is that kind of realization that um, you're not. No one cares about your feelings. Um, no one's ever going to care about your feelings. Uh, and a lot of people get very angry and outlash um when they when they come to that conclusion and it takes a lot of while it takes a long time of of self-evaluation to to accept that and to um be able to uh, manage your own feelings and not need anybody else to to manage that for you um but yeah so sandman he's a he's a bit of a weirdo um Uh, I think he's bisexual, and uh, I also think that he, yeah, I mean, some of his viewpoints are almost schizophrenic. I don't know if they Mm -hmm. make any sense. I would recommend um, MGTOWs like Coltane, like the video i suggested, uh, or Barbarossa. Um, Yeah, we can talk about toxic masculinity, and, of course, we could talk about the difference between biology and being socialized, and, of course, gynocentric. I think I have a a brief way of explaining gynocentricism.
1: Um, Yeah, if you don't mind kind of talking about from at least what your understanding is of gynocentrism. And there's also the term hypergamy that, you know, people seem really to kind of throw hand in hand with gynocentrism. So maybe you could talk about those from the MGTOW perspective as as you see them.
2: Well, for gynocentrism, the idea is that, well, Do you notice that women tend to be shorter than men? Do you notice that women tend to have higher-pitched voices? Sure. Um, They tend to have more nyatenized features, right? And this evolved so that people would tend to want to take care of women, right? And there's been studies on this that show that women like women, uh, men like women, but no one likes men because we're, you know, big and hairy, and no one really wants to... um, care of us they expect us to take care of ourselves and so we have a whole society where women are the ones that everybody's trying to take care of Uh, and we've tried to move away from that with uh, you know our more modern egalitarian standards of everyone's equal but in the past uh, women were creatures to be coddled and protected and that meant that you know men were supposed to lay down their lives for women as for hypergamy, um, that goes into uh, you know, a woman's sex drive and or her interests, which is um, basically to find uh, a man of the best genetic stock and that can provide the most resources to her, uh, sort of like a work mule. Mm. So, those are, I mean, I'm trying to simplify the theories there. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, in terms of uh, the, you know, so you're saying most of that's based on biology or biologic, biological expression, not necessarily much socialization?
2: Um, socialization is involved in there. The two of them do convolute. Um, societies up until now generally evolved such as to maximize the breeding of their citizens. Uh, and so that usually involved enforcing uh, biological constructs, um, but uh, yes, there is biology there 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 is behaviors that we've evolved to have
1: and yeah, I mean, in terms of I don't know what you think about you know the whole alpha male beta male thing that a lot of mig cows are really into i mean I just Yeah, personally, you know, I know the person who supposedly came up with the alpha males and wolves that he observed has kind of refuted that theory. And, you know, and I think that just from my standpoint, human beings have a more complex social structure. It's not just all about breeding, you know, and and conquering each other. And an alpha male in our society is not necessarily, you know, the most dominant male might not be the biggest and strongest. Uh, It might be the person who signs the checks of the biggest and strongest person, say, like an MMA fighter. You know, it depends on the context. It's so context, contextual, independent, you know, or dependent on context that it's, you know, so I don't know. You know half the time I hear people throwing out alpha male, beta male, blah, you know, sigma, omega. And I just, I don't see that as being applicable to males. We can try human, some different human terms. Males. What's that?
2: We could try some different terms. Um, mm. For example, in that video that you did um, with, um, Uh, What was his name, MGTOW? MGTOW Universe. MGTOW
0: Universe.
2: Universe, yes. Uh, Under the YouTube comments there, somebody posted an excellent article on um, uh, female reproductive strategies. Uh, And in that article, they also point out male reproductive strategies. And you can call them whatever you want. You can call them Alpha, Beta. You could call them uh, um, CADs and Dads. You can call them you know, chads and cucks, uh, whatever, whatever term you want to use for them. But for, for men, there are two reproductive strategies that, have, that we've been using for, um, probably before we came down from the trees. I mean, these strategies are somewhat observed in chimpanzees, although they're a little different. Um, one is where you go around impregnating as many women as possible. Uh, it's pretty easy to understand that one. Uh, you don't put any effort in taking care of the kids. Uh, you just have as many as possible and maybe a couple of them come out. The other strategy is you know, to take care of a woman, uh, really take care of her and take care of the kids. And even though this isn't, you're not gonna have as many children, uh, the probability of survival is greatly enhanced. Um, the problem with these strategies is of course what the woman wants. Um, the woman, has two reproductive goals as well, which is A, she wants the best genes, like from the so-called alpha or the chad or the cad, uh, but she also wants uh, resources and somebody to help take care of her and the children, help raise them. Um, and so that produces a, a conflict of interests. Um, so for example, women um, that are, are focused on getting uh, a dad will try to show off their their chastity will try to be faithful uh, because they want a man to stay with them and not think that the children that um, they have are not his. Um, on the other hand of the spectrum, women that are very um, easily going are, are, are seen as less faithful. Um, and so this, this you know, produces a conflicting dynamics for, for women. But also for men, you know, to be a man is to, you know, to be able to run around and, and pillage and rape in the old sense. Uh, of course, uh, it doesn't quite work out these days. And, yeah. Uh, and to be, you know, a dad uh, equally is not seen as a very desirable position. And so we, we too are also trapped in these conflicting reproductive strategies. Okay.
1: Can I okay can I just posit something and just let me put this out there um I mean from my perspective at first blush it seems like it's very kind of a predestination sort of like we're biologically predestined and trapped into these behaviors and I feel like there's not a lot of leeway given here for the higher human mind and I don't know how much you believe in that and how much is biology is destiny but it it sounds very much like you're talking like biology is destiny and I would tend to disagree that we're entirely enslaved to our biological needs. I mean, it's... And I,
2: I totally 100% agree with you. That's the whole point of MGTAP.
1: Yeah. So, but uh, in terms of social, again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a social scientist, you know, but I, 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 I dabble in sort of the statistics and in, you know, the information. But in terms of a sample size. In science, you have to have a a good enough sample size of a subject or an area or something, correct, to get a a statistically viable result, correct? I mean, so I don't know how many women you've met in your life. I don't know how many women you've dated, but I would dare say that you, neither you or I have met enough women for the evidence of what you're saying, for women, all you know, all women kind of behave in a certain way, and all men, even how many men you've met in your life, I don't know if either you or I have met enough men or women, human beings in general, to give, to really have this, any kind of scientific rigor on, you know, all people have these things, and the the chads, and the, the dads, and the, how women act. I mean, I feel like there's too much variation, and we haven't had, as individuals, and you can talk about the evidence from scientific studies but i don't i don't know i, I you know I mean, there's a lot of statistics that are thrown out that i'm i'm feeling like you, you know there's so much variation in human higher thinking with our neocortex versus the amygdala argument that i, I just don't know if i mean listen if 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 you've had some bad experiences in your life, and this is what my contention is with a lot of MGTOWs, you've had some bad experiences or some MGTOWs have had, not you, royal you, not you personally, I don't know what your life experiences are, but maybe it's you've had some bad experiences and human beings tend to conflate things and inflate things and we inflate the importance of our experiences and there's a fallacy, a logical fallacy where we kind of, and we all do it for different things in life. We push out our experiences, personal experiences, into the world because we want to have meaning. We want meaning, we want our lives to mean something. And if we have bad experiences in life and we feel bitter, sometimes it's natural for us to go, you know what? All of this thing is bad because it treated me badly or I had a bad experience with it, so it must all be bad. So. I'm not, I'm just saying, if you can respond to that, I mean, you know, at least to that part. I know I kind of put out a lot of stuff right there. So there's the view of, you know, is there really enough evidence scientifically, and there's a big enough social sample size where we can prove these things about human behavior, which honestly seems very driven by biology and doesn't take into account our higher mind. And then the other side of things, where I'm just wondering, you know, maybe is it just a lot of bitter men. You know that have had bad experiences and we're trying to conflate our experiences with the whole world and all of women in general
2: okay I mean there's um, a lot to go over there
1: but sure uh, um, sorry but yeah break it up as you want okay
2: well first of all um, I would say most people are just running around on impulse I mean yes yes you can override it that's the whole idea of MGTOW is that we can overcome this desire to you know get married and have kids because that usually leads to suffering, so instead we choose our own path in life, um, where we focus on being happy for ourselves. Um, but that that requires overriding a desire. Um, you know, we all have an instinct to eat, for example, right? You agree, but some of us, yeah. uh, you know, can control that instinct and we can fast or eat well, exercise, and others are, you know, morbidly obese, um, and so. I think, let's agree on this. Do you agree that most people are heterosexual?
1: I would think that just based off of, you know, 7 billion people on the planet, I think that generally most people potentially would be, uh, at least biologically, sex-wise, but again, I'm not a scientist, so I, on face value, based on the huge growing, exponentially growing population of the planet, sure, I mean... Right.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you agree that at least most people have, you know, a, a basic parts of their personality which are set by biology, um, and yeah, on average, or more so than that, most people are going to have um, sexual desires, and they're going to think about how they're going to achieve those desires, and those reproductive strategies that I, I suggested to you before are new. Mm-hmm. Um, Result of that for most people, not everyone,
1: right? So, but you're you also kind of made an interesting statement. But you're saying marriage usually makes people miserable or something to that effect. Marriage, marriage and kids usually leads leads to to suffering. Marriage usually, but doesn't that isn't that kind of a big generalization though? And what about the people who statistically?
2: No, it's not. uh, not, I mean, if we want to say generalization, I mean, like that video uh, I suggested to cites a study that finds that only thirteen percent of married couples are happier after marriage than they were single. and I mean that's that's not including divorce there. Well, maybe it is. Um, but overall, if we include divorce with that, that means that you know eighty seven percent of marriages are uh, end in divorce or they end up less happy than they were when they
0: were single um, but but you also don't know that or does the study talk about the time frame like well, it was a the first year. week after I've been married? 20 years after I've been married? When five is that happiness being years measured?
1: Years. You know five that. years. Okay. And again, I mean, the question of – my question is sample size. How how many couples? How many people? Uh,
2: I, I didn't read into the – uh, I can't remember it. I mean, I did look into it. Uh, I mean, I did look into the study, um, but I can't remember what the sample size was for that. Um, and, and it cites the study. You can go take a look at that study yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 13 number is really hidden in there too. Uh, I don't know if they wanted to point that out. Yeah, um, But uh, the, the, the point there is that usually if you're, if you're focused on, oh, I'm gonna, I, I feel it's a form of codependency. Uh, um, like with my own father, for example, uh, is a good example where you try to latch onto somebody else to make you emotionally stable. And that depends on you being a good partner, and it depends on the person you're latching on to being a good partner. And usually that doesn't work out. You need to be yourself stable before you want to even try anything like that. And uh, even then, once you do achieve uh, emotional self-sufficiency, then, then you don't need marriage. It's, it's, uh, it's completely useless about
1: but do the two need to be mutually exclusive? I mean, does it, you can only have, you know, self sufficiency or marriage? I mean, is that, do they have to be mutually exclusive?
2: I just don't see any use for it.
0: So uh, okay. as, uh, I have a certificate in positive psychology, and the longest study on happiness done at Harvard University um, followed people for 75 years. Mm-hmm. And the happiest people, the, 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 most common trait among the happiest people were positive relationships mm-hmm. so if MGTOW is saying I'm not gonna have a relationship I'm not gonna have a primary relationship with a woman I, I, I wonder wh- what relationships do those men have
2: oh well I mean first of all that you're not counting all the time when the relationships didn't end up positive um, uh, that's the whole point there like Yes, you know, if you have the perfect marriage or, you know, close to that 13%, if, you know, things will be great. But, uh, if, you know, it's like playing Russian roulette. I'll give you a million dollars if you play Russian roulette and there's seven barrels in this, I mean, seven bullets in this gun and there's, you know, uh, um, eight, eight chambers. Uh, that's the odds there. Uh, those are not good odds. And, mm. and when you think about it like that, uh, don't play. But as for, you know, other relationships, yes, I'm, I'm politically active, as, as we've described earlier. Uh, I, I'm part of a, um, multiple organizations that I, I do volunteer work for. Um, I, I, I enjoy my job um, as a researcher, and, uh, you know, I have lots of other people I talk to. I have a, a large extended family um, that, you know, if, if they want to have kids, then I'll be the crazy uncle. Uh, so I don't need any of that for, for myself though.
1: Sure. And I think that anyone who faults you for that is foolish, but at the same time, can't, can't. So you're, you're thinking that people can't really find happiness. I mean, I have a full life. I'm married. I have two kids. You know, marriage hasn't always been You know, like any relationship in life or anything in life, it has ups and downs. That's anything in life from marriage to relationships with friends to a job. Sometimes you hate your job. Sometimes you love it. You you vacillate. You grow. You change. You evolve. So are you saying, I mean, ultimately that it's not, I mean, I have a very full life just to get back to it. I mean, I have the things I'm involved with, activities, you know, not involved. I have friendships that I still have. You know, most of the time my friendships, I don't see my friends, not because of my wife's restricting them, because we're all so busy you know i mean my, we we're all working we're busy we have sports we're involved with. In we have uh, you know you know i'm a public speaker i'm trying to transition to a new career you know i, I manage a department with several people at my job i have a day job so ultimately are you saying that you know most likely i i i should be miserable or i mean can't we agree to disagree and just live and let live or why does MGTOW need to kind of come out and go beware men you know marriage is a sham i
2: just well, because uh, statistically, you are an outlier. Uh, and on average, most marriages fail. And most marriages are
1: um, depressing. <laughs> but that, isn't the evidence just anecdotal for that? And, and in my article, people took Issue where I could, I, and again, I was trying to be glib. I was being glib. I was being a little flip. I kind of equated MGTOW with Al Bundy's No Ma'am, you know, on the uh, Married with Children. No Ma'am, you know, and like just, and that was a start and that was a TV show that was a stereotype of, you know, the stereotype of the miserable marriage. I mean, but I still feel like we're dealing in generalities, but, uh, you know, it seems like it's anecdotal evidence. It seems like, oh, my dad said, like for me, I know my dad said, you know, my dad b- pounded it into me. Marriage is a, you know, don't get married marriage is joke. Women are just out to get you, you know, but all men were out to get you too by his philosophy. So he had a very machismo. Don't trust anybody. Don't ask for help. Don't be weak. Be a tough guy. Don't be a pussy, you know, kind of philosophy. And, and it really didn't get him very far in life. Um, but in terms of relationships, but, you know, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility for people to be married and happy um, and yeah 13%
2: is not an impossible number Um, it's just that uh, it's still most marriage I mean that's you know seven out of eight don't make it
1: Um, but that's but that's one study we're talking about
2: How about divorce? Do you agree that 40 to 50% of divorces, uh, I mean, 40 to 50% of marriages end in divorce? Do you you at least agree on that? I mean, there's
1: multiple. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, there's lots of statistics that people in the MGTOW movement throw out. And one of them is, yeah, look at the divorce rate. And I'm like, I I totally agree. Uh, The numbers I don't disagree with, the statistics I don't disagree with. What I'm disagreeing with generally with the MGTOW perspective is the why. What's the reason why? you know is it is it women is it this biological thing where women are kind of just looking for the the best genes and it seems very clinical and and scientific or is it maybe potentially sometimes sometimes there can be devious women they're human beings they're fallible just like men trust me i'm sure that there's devious women that i know i've seen some of my friends get screwed over absolutely but a lot of the times the the friends i know the men i know and the people i've met they're just as responsible for their for their relationships and their marriages falling apart. And that's one of my problems with MGTOW as I see it is that, you know, look, men have responsibility too in this and a lot of times. And especially like, you know, like I said, I can just see from my examples in my life that, you know, a lot of men shoot themselves in the foot.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see what you're saying there, and yes, um, I mean that's the whole point of MGTOW is you know finding yourself and uh, understanding what you want and what your limitations are, and if you see right away that you are not a person to that is capable of long-term, sustained relationships, like myself. Um, okay, I've been uh, all my relationships before were very short-term or sex friend kind of relationships. And, uh, whenever things were, uh, tried to move up to the next level, I'm just not interested. And, okay. Um, respect. Yeah. I've been on, I've been on monk mode though for the last five years and I yeah. have no problem with it. Uh, I don't need those relationships and I, I understand that of myself. And I'm just saying as a MGTOW that, you know, we're trying to tell other men that there are other paths you can take in life. This is not the only path that, you know, get married, have kids, um,
1: yeah. See, I respect that. I totally respect that. And I think that yes, men should not be pressured n- nor women. No one should be pressured like we were talking about earlier to have kids or to get married. I mean, if you know that you have the bachelor bent, go for it. And and anyone who judges you, screw them. Fuck them. Go, I would I would totally I support you 110%. You know, and that my my only issue is has is been maybe it's the more extreme people. Maybe you are the average midtown. Like maybe you are the the, the rational average MGTOW and it's just the squeaky wheels get the grease. They, the ones that shout the most and are the most extreme are unfortunately the the ones people see most in our sort of myopic social media video clip culture. You know, maybe it's, you know, the stupid Sandmans of the world and, you know, some of the other idiots who are quick to say lash out at someone like me who just pokes the, the, the beef. a little bit and says you guys are sound like you're just blaming women for your problems and then I get like videos people calling me a fat cuck or whatever you know and then it's so maybe you know and this is enlightening to me so and this is again I really appreciate you you know kind of giving some variation to the monolith of you know MGTOW is not a monolith of just women haters it's you know it's you're right I think you know there is a cultural stigma but again I'm feeling like. You know, maybe it's, you know, it isn't like this gynocentrism or anything. Maybe it's like, again, men, uh, you know, there's a question I wanted to ask you about the divorce rate. That's Those statistics, too, I wanted to ask you about your the, the statistics. For, and especially um, gynocentrism in the courts, in the court system. Um, mm-hmm. Could you talk to me about your beliefs on that?
2: Well, just... again, that goes back to the idea of an instinctive desire to want to coddle women. Uh, and so that's where we see that in the courts where, you know, there's philosophies like the Tender Year Doctrines. Um, I'm also a member of NCFM, so I'm, I'm part of the MRAs. Um, so I have, uh, I have uh, discussed this in detail with people. Um, and so generally, yes, the courts biasly side with women uh, purely on, on those kind of uh, um,
0: impulses. Um, now, has that changed in recent years because from, from my anecdotal evidence there's, there's, that has changed.
2: Some cases uh, where we have you know seen uh, change just in those cases but I mean statistically overall um, uh, the, the problem here is that most women prefer to marry men that make more or at the very least as much as themselves. That's what we call about uh, again um, hypergamy and so as a result of that, when divorce comes along, and divorce law is set up such that um, the one who makes the least gets to take, you know, fifty percent, and oh, that was also the one that was taking care of the kids, so that one gets to take the kids, uh, gets to take the house, um, and so that's usually the women, because again, you know, uh, as we were talking about before, um, uh, before this uh, debate, uh, men and women on average have different personalities. And so on average, women are going to choose to want to be the uh, homemaker, and that will put
1: them in the higher position when it comes time for divorce. I mean, in terms, again, I don't argue with the statistics, you know, and I I don't argue with the statistics, I'm just wondering at the why, again, the why, is it, is it, potentially that first of all there may be two things maybe society has is and again unjustly stereotyped men as being you know not fit for being nurturers men are nurturers according to the stereotype of rough and tumble men you know i think that there may even be a societal aspect that enforces a certain type of disposability and toxicity supposedly of men um, you know, they men are. you know, they're, they're not going to raise those kids, right? They're not going to attend, you know, the kids aren't going to grow up, right? They're not going to nurture them or attend to their boo-boos or whatever, which I think is crap. But also speaking of, again, toxic male behavior, let's call it that because I know toxic masculinity is this thing where you say that people in the MGTOW, especially the extreme MGTOW say, oh, you're calling men toxic. No, we're talking about how You know, listen, when I grew up, I'm going to, you know, share a little bit here. I don't know if you heard this on, I think I talked about this in my last interview with Andy. You know, my dad basically treated me like a piece of shit because I didn't fit up to the male stereotype of working on cars and chasing after tail and being a tough guy and don't don't talk about your problems. You know, he thought I was a little faggot because I read books and wore glasses, you know, and just wanted to sit around and be an introvert. I was just introverted. I wasn't, you know, you know, I wasn't a pussy. I was just an introvert. You know, and it, you know, my dad berated me and belittled me for that. And it was because of his programming and the programming probably of people before him. He came from a very Italian, macho, machismo, Italy. I mean, he came right off the boat from Italy. It's a very machismo, male, macho culture. So, you know, his son born in America didn't fit that stereotype. So I was belittled by him. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, there's this toxic male stereotype that I think, think shot him in the foot because he wanted to go run around, do whatever, all the while claiming it was women's w- women are the root of all evils. When he was going out and breaking the marriage compact first, he was the one, you know, running around and being an idiot and, and being a, a jerk, you know, to say the least. And so ultimately, he, he had no right to a- any kind of, you know, my parents' circumstances were different, but he left the house. You know, my mom took care of us initially. And, you know, he grounds. oh, what the hell? We thought there was supposed to be amicable divorce. Well, you know, he didn't deserve it. So my, that's my other side of it is, yes, maybe society is seeing men in a negative light or as limiting our nurturing potential. But at the same time, out of those divorce percentages, how much did the man shoot himself in the foot, uh, you know, by through adhering to behaviors that didn't make him seem like a nurturer because they were part of the macho male stereotype?
2: Okay. There there's several ways I could try to attack this. I mean first of all, I mean what does toxic masculinity have to do with it?
1: I don't I don't Do to, you want me you want me to elaborate? Please. Okay. <coughs> so a man who believes that he needs to be tough and aloof he can't ask for help when he he has mental issues, if he's depressed, uh, if he's sad, he can't cry, he can't talk to other men because other men are are competition. So these are all doctrines that I've seen repeated in the realm of what I would consider to be negative male socialization or negative male behaviors. And I've read some studies, I don't have them in front of me, you know, I've read some information I've a lot of my evidence is, of course, anecdotal. So, I, again, I'm not a social scientist. But when people talk about negative male behavior, they're talking about a set of behaviors that include aloofness, intimidation, being angry, being hyper aggressive. Mm-hmm. And men, I feel, are taught to be that way. That's not biological. Biologically, I think men are, you know, they have positive traits. I would say, though, that socialization of like not being do you agree that men if they're feeling sick mentally should ask for help yeah sure okay a lot of men would would say oh no i know men who are liberal as fuck to be part of my french i know men who are liberal as hell but they will not you could shoot them in the head before they would go to get therapy okay that's toxic masculinity like you can be liberal but you can be like oh no no men don't ask for help men don't get mental health that's weak you know, there was a, just a report recently where they did a study of a few hundred um, uh, fire firefighters. Some of them were women, but a lot of them were men, and they have mental counseling to go. They have a horrifying job. They have mental counseling that's offered to them gratis for free. They don't a lot, The majority of them, especially the men, don't take don't take that what because that they're afraid of being seen as weak. That's okay. toxic masculinity.
2: What does that have to do with MGTOW?
1: Okay. It, what does that have to do with MGTOW? It, it specifically, it has to do with whenever I see someone talk about toxic, toxic masculinity, men in the, again, maybe these are the more extreme people. They say, oh, toxic masculinity. First, it's a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, you're saying men are toxic. People aren't saying that. So I'm saying that maybe you don't have a problem with some of the things I'm saying. And again, I, I'm going to let you respond. You know, I've laid out a laundry list of what... Mm-hmm you know toxic mascul- toxic masculinity the 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 aspect the behavioral aspects of what it means to be you know it's 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 an over exaggeration of male aspects where you become you're not just strong you have to be intimidating you're not just self sufficient you have to dominate you know it's it's this socially supportive it's supporting yourself and others socially versus being the beast, the master, the alpha, where you shrug off all competition and you keep everyone at bay because no one's getting over on you. So it's that aloof, rugged individual. I'm an island. I don't need anybody else. Where I feel like, especially in some of the attack videos that I've seen levied against me, it's like, you know, I feel like the opposite is the cuck, you know, the beta male. You know, So I feel like the beta male has, only exists because of the macho male you know, the alpha male and the alpha male is like strong, secure, doesn't need anybody else. Like you can be strong. It's not as strong as one thing. Like that means you're self-secured and you have, you know, no doubts about yourself or you can overcome things. But like, then there's, I feel like there's this other side where you have to be tough as nails and you can't let anybody in and, you know, don't reveal your feelings. And I'm just saying that those behaviors of being this hyper masculine to the point of toxicity that shoots men in the foot in the courts when it comes to divorce because they're seen as being more aggressive, less emotionally available and therefore they can't nurture, things like that. So maybe we're shooting ourselves in the foot because we're letting this negative male, hyper male toxicity kind of overcome us.
2: Okay, all right, a lot of things to go over there. Sure. Um, what, what to go with first, okay. I think you're conflating MGTOWs of PUAs. Um tiles. Okay. We don't look up to alpha males as you know. Oh, that's what we should be. We should be alpha males. Um, we don't believe in holding frame. Uh, that whole idea, the whole alpha male mentality, is about attracting women, and it's self-destructive, as you've described already. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the next part about toxic masculinity. Who decides these traits in people?
1: Okay. I mean, I feel like it's self-evident that if someone, man or woman, and again, I feel like women can display these traits, and they're negative.
2: No, no, no. Not display. Who decides this? Who
1: decides it? Uh, Again, it's, it's the observer. And again, maybe it's, again, a stereotype that society has unjustly foisted upon men. And I'm a man, so I'm invested in this. So I have skin in the game. But who decides... I think it's evident that if someone's walking around trying to intimidate other people, they're standoffish. If someone, it's self-evident that if someone's walking around being hyper-aggressive and going, what are you talking about? And I live on the East Coast, man. You make eye contact with a lot of guys here. I, I, men, men's eyes follow me on the street as I'm walking, looking for me to look at them the wrong way. Like you know, tox, That's toxic masculinity, man. When you have a chip on your shoulder all the time, and that's self-evident. Yeah. You, have you ever felt uncomfortable about it around the dude who was just like, come on, man!" like he just yeah, gave sure. off a rump. Um, so that yeah, right. So uh, that it's, it, go ahead.
2: Trying, at, at who decides? I'm talking about, you know, who decides these norms in society are, are idolized, right? Right. Since time immemorial, uh, we elected for men that were, as you described, toxic. They wanted, you know, a tough guy that would run out there and defend them. Uh, um, die for them, uh, be you know, a bull and that's what women selected for. And so mm-hmm. we have this pressure, both social and biological, to be like that. Uh, and it's not—it's um, not a way to happiness. Uh, I mean, I guess for some guys yeah. it works out, but uh, generally it doesn't. And the thing though is—is is to realize that to realize that you're being pressured into that role both biologically and socially, uh, and that women do have a place to play in that. That's not just something that guys have pushed each other into. Women have selected for this. and uh, So I I feel that from you that there's this desire to immediately turn around and say, no, no, all the MGTOWs are doing this. They're they're just just blaming the whole outside world, and it's really their fault.
1: No, 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 no. See, I, I, I believe that there are devious men, i believe and i believe there are devious women i i feel like again i'm to give you the benefit of the doubt and i don't know your experiences you know growing up or with relationships or how it seems like you, your dad had a tough time with his relationship for me so did you know my mom had a tough time with my dad so you know our personal experiences color our views per chance you know and so maybe there's some origin story there but you are you are potentially. I'm I'm guessing that you are part of the majority of moderate like migtals. It's the way it's kind of shaping up. I'm saying that it's the far kind of extreme of MGTOWs that are sort of in that, what I thought was like a unified whole. And, you know, and again, that's just not realistic. That wasn't realistic on my part as far as okay.
2: that was concerned. Well, I'm glad you understand that. But, I mean, let's look at it from a different angle. Do you agree that there are uh, feminists who, who believe that men are the cause of all evil in the world?
1: And that, oh, I believe that they exist. And they're just as idiotic as the people on the other extreme. Excellent. Extremism is abhorrent you know i mean if if they're just as extreme feminists are just as much scapegoating if they're saying men must die men are the root of all evil i feel like that's just as bad and reprehensible as anyone on the extreme other side in you know that give mcdow a bad name you know if if, to to put it that way so I, i i i totally believe that Moderation is the key, and to not see other sides as balkanized, homogenized in their okay. thought processes and groupthink.
2: Okay, uh, good, good. Um, let's see. We went over uh, hyper- I My spelling is better. Can
1: I just say one thing though? Um, I, I, just from my own marriage, I mean, I want to put it out there. Like, you know, I was poor as heck when my when we got married, so I don't. <laughs> My wife did not marry me for my money, I, and and I don't know if my genetic breeding stock, I don't know if my genetic breeding stock is like yeah. the best man. I mean, I've always been overweight, blah. You read
2: that study, for example, there, mm-hmm. uh, women often don't just look at the man as he presently is. They make estimates on what he will become. And if they sees something in you, um, uh, then they, you know, they, they, they'll fall in love with you. but the same thing like we accept that most men when they look at women uh, and they see you know a nice pair of, of tits and a, a nice ass when they see that most men are attracted to that right
1: sure uh, i think that's a biological just exactly. in react at, a knee-jerk reaction biologically sure when a
2: woman looks at a man and, and she sees you know a handsome adonis who's rich and has incredible skills um That too is something that she's biologically attracted to. Hmm.
1: Sure, I mean biologically, a chiseled man. I mean, you know, I don't begrudge my wife. It doesn't mean she's going to leave me. But it's
2: it's not just visual, uh, right? Women they they also examine, you know, what skills does the man have? What resources does he have? That too, they are attracted to.
1: But on a biological level, or is that more Uh, cerebral? Yes. It's not more cerebral though if you're evaluating someone's checkbook. I don't know, like it's you know, if either
2: you have a desire, uh then no. I mean, yes, I mean you're you're using higher brain functions to actuate a, a lower desire though. You mm-hmm. still have this desire to attach to a man that has lots of resources. Instinctive.
1: Yeah, I mean generally it seems like that that would be more you know, human higher consciousness function of like, okay, he's got this car, he's got these resources. I I mean, I guess I can see how it overlaps biologically, but you know.
2: Okay. But to also get sexually aroused by that, that, you know, requires a lower brain function as well. Mm. So, Mm. um, okay. So for example, you know, you might cook a really good meal, and it requires higher brain functions to prepare all the recipe and everything. But mm-hmm. you have a lower brain desire, well, I want good
1: food. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Good point. Yeah. It's a good analogy. Okay.
2: And I'm not, again, I'm not talking about all women. I'm just saying most women. Uh, just like most men are attracted to um, nice boobs and,
1: and a nice ass. hmm Okay. Yeah. And
2: I don't
1: know. I'm almost wondering if you're seeing a Correlation, and I don't know how many other midtowns you know that are more in your. If I may, you know, you, it seems like you're more liberal. I think we had some conversations, yeah, you know, yeah. pre- earlier before the show started. Uh, uh, you know, more liberal. Um, I have a very
2: theory for why that is. Why so many are on the far right or on the alt right? And um, you know, when I I had years ago come to the realization that marriage was not for me, and I went through several years thinking I'm just some rare person that has come to this conclusion all on his own. And then I discovered MGTOW, and wow, you know, there's there's thousands, if not more of them. It goes all the way back to Diogenes uh, in Greece, the the philosopher, you know, lots of guys had figured this out. Um, And the thing, though, was uh, when I discovered MGTOW was back during Gamergate. Do you you know what Gamergate is?
1: Did I lose your audio? No, sorry. I was just, yeah, they just cut out a little bit. Sorry.
2: And so what happened here is I feel a lot of people on what I would call the the control left or the radical left, far left, um, what they've done is they've ostracized a very large section of the population, which has come back to bite us, uh, With say the election of Donald Trump. Um, And that's what happened here is that they've pushed out um, uh, people. And the right sucked them up, and uh, you, you get called a Nazi enough times or a sexist misogynist enough times. Um, you'll say, "Oh well, what's so wrong with being a sexist
1: misogynist?" And uh, I agree with you hundred percent. I agree with you. I, I, yeah, and I've okay. talked to I've talked to some just you make a great point because I've talked to a lot of liberal people, and you know the sentiment is, well, you know, if you don't understand, you know, what the left is after, then, you know, you're part of the problem. Um, And I'm just saying my point has always been, well, you might want to watch out because then you, you're not going to be recruiting many people if you're just as intolerant as the far right. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying if, if you want to go by sheer numbers game of, you know, if you're just kind of, again, see, again, I think the problem is, is, and I think what we're discovering here is like the problem is seeing the other side of a philosophy or anyone who disagrees with you I think our civilization has a sickness of seeing who it's not enough to disagree with the other side the other side is a threat to your very existence Now there's such a bubble of, on each side and there's balkanization on each side there's such polarization that the other side has become demonized you know so the far left has done it to the far right and yes in between are the moderates going I just want to exist and live and be and be happy yeah. and You know, it's at this point you're going to go to human beings. Want to belong? We have a biological imperative to belong to a community because that's how we serve part of our survival mechanism.
2: So I would would say that's a you know you might describe that as a higher or lower brain. I don't know how, but um, uh, what you're describing is tribalism. You know, we humans have this tribal desire to see others as the other and demonize the other and to see us angel angelize ourselves. and that kind of tribal mindset, though, uh, has been very costly, especially in these times where we have very complex subjects that we need to be able to moderate on uh, politically. Um, and we can't, thanks to a kind of media that is profit motive based and thus tries to shove as much clickbait in your face and try to do as, as you did, for example, you know, just troll for attention. Um, <laughs> and
1: that Hold he, out. Okay. Okay. See, all right. Now I need to take issue with that, but go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, what, what do you expect when, when you make statements like that? You're going to get trolls to come back at you. Uh, True. You're going to get trolls. But can we also say, speaking of statistics, that trolls represent a, a smaller percentage of the population?
2: <laughs> but I mean, that, that, that's what's making all the, you know, the threats against you and, and people
1: that are, are mocking you and stuff. Sure. Uh, the difference is I can take it. My ego, my ego isn't as fragile as theirs, I would contend. Oh, but I mean, listen.
0: All right. I, hold on. I, I just muted you, Anthony. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the reins and uh bring this in for a landing and we're okay. gonna go to some rapid fire zone with some questions that I had. Some of them it, are for both of you. Uh, and uh
2: you in the background, is that too bad? I'm sorry.
0: No, I, I don't no, hear anything I on your ear. Right. Oh, okay, great. But, oh, you
1: can't hear me right now because
0: 'cause I'm here. <laughs> so, so Dan, you said this earlier. And I just um, because men are biased towards protecting women, women are biased towards protecting women, that no one cares about protecting men, correct? Right, okay, so that kind of counters the traditional tough guy masculine idea and says that men need protecting. So it seems to be raising an issue of vulnerability for men, which, which I think is fantastic. So, do I have that accurately? Well,
2: I would say that. The idea is that men are have to support themselves and that, you know, the ideal man is, you know, that tough guy that supposedly can, uh, has no problems and is, um, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, yes, in truth, though, a lot of men do. Uh, we do need to have uh, interactions. We do need to talk about our
0: feelings. Right. Uh, Okay, so does MGTOW, and again, I get that it's a philosophy. There's not like a club you go to. There aren't like get-togethers, at least that I'm aware of. So, does MGTOW uh, serve as a way for men to to to, to feel protected? Does does MGTOW allow for other men to feel like someone is looking out for them?
2: Yes, sort of. I mean, the idea here is to achieve you know the, the, the emotional self-sufficiency where. Um, uh, you're not looking towards a woman to, to care for you and to love you, uh, you, you don't have that uh, goal, um, which is you know a goal that most men are not going to get um, no matter how hard they try. And the yes, we, we focus on interactions with other men, uh, we focus on other ways to find um uh, gratification in life, but. I don't see that you know that viewpoint of you know the the uh, the, the toxic masculinity viewpoint of uh, men have to be strong. That's something that we don't really care about. That's not really our concern.
0: Um, right, and that that's so I, I I'm seeing that. I just wanted to make sure that wasn't my interpretation on something. But yeah, you're you're saying uh, Miktai was saying that no one's looking out for us, and we need to take care of ourselves. And we as men shall gather and help each other.
2: Yes, sure. Okay. Cool.
0: Uh, or um, if you want to be a loner, you
2: can be a loner. Um, you go your own
0: way. Right. And you're, so, right, your own way means walking away from from the idea of, of marriage and, and romance. And it could be friendship with other men, could be the, the monk life, could be isolation. It's whatever you choose.
2: Mm-hmm. Correct.
0: Okay. Um, one of your online comments said that love is a lie. You don't need it in your life, it's not a major part of your life. That is BS. My question is: Is that referring to the idea of romantic love, or the love for parents and children and dogs and ice cream? Like, like, what did yeah, love mean in that? Of course,
2: of course, you can have those other ones. It's just that romantic love is—I uh, don't want to pro- quote Rick here, but uh, you know—it's just a chemical reaction in the brain that compels animals to breed. You know, it, it hits hard and then it fades fast. Uh, and yes, that's the whole problem here. A lot of men want romantic love. They want to be loved, right? And most women are not going to love you. It's just it's just the statistics there. Most women are looking for a smaller percentage of men than the other way around.
0: Okay. Now I have a question for both of you. So, Anthony, you're going to be unmuted now, and I'll let you go uh, first. So just uh, let, let
1: out of, <laughs> let out of the, the mute cage. Let me <laughs> But so
0: I've I've seen multiple men post that MGTOW is all about saving men's lives. So Anthony, do you see that?
1: I would say for those men like Dan who have made the choice to see the world the way they do, and I mean as as grim as I may think that viewpoint is that love is a lie and it's just chemicals, and listen – I'm a Rick and Morty fan too, so it's, I mean, I think it's not just men who are like, you know, on the MGTOW or MRA or, or you know, spectrum that can watch it. I, I'm just saying, I think it's, yes, MGTOW can save men's lives if they are looking for a place to go where they can get free of societal judgment that says, get married, why aren't you married, you're a weirdo, what are you, gay, why don't you have a woman, blah. I think that again, we have evolved beyond that socially, biologically. You don't need to have a a long-term relationship. I think, honestly, I think they were just called confirmed bachelors before there was MGTOW. You know, okay. And it's a shame, but you know, but I think it. I think it can if that's the philosophy that supports you, and you find a supportive group of men, which is what Real Men Feel is all about.
0: Yep, that's why I love seeing this idea. So I'm totally behind any group philosophy, anything that's trying to save men's lives. So, so Dan, do you, do do you see that MGTOW is saving men's lives?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I would say, especially for, um, the men that have come out of horrible marriages, um, you know, they were told their whole lives that this was the goal. And now that they've flopped out of it, they feel as they're complete failures. And, uh, that's usually, you know, when a lot of guys take a gun and put it to their head, um, we're providing a, another path where to say, no, that, that was, you know, not the right way for you. And that there there's better ways to achieve happiness in life. And you don't need to try doing that again. Um, and you don't need to consider yourself a failure for, for having not made it.
0: Great. And Dan, has your view of... MGTOW changed since you first encountered it to to now. I, I don't even know how many years that is. Can you tell me that?
2: Oh, I don't know how many years. I mean, it's been a while. Okay. Uh, I think since what was GamerGate uh, like 2014, so that's when I was like, oh wow, I'm not the only one. Um, and then from there, you know, I read into the different philosophies, and yes, um, there's a huge range of different philosophies, and, and um, I, I disagree with some of them, but I mean, the the, the basic premise that um, Marriage uh, uh, is is a bad joke is uh, something I've agreed with since the beginning
0: okay yeah and, and so even within men going their own way there's lots of room for you to go your own way correct all right so Anthony, has your view of MGTOW changed since you first um, discovered it heard about it
1: It absolutely has, and I mean you know again i i I just want to I just want to say I, you know, I wanted to be provocative. I don't know if I would quite say it was clickbait. Your, your, your beliefs may vary, Dan, but, you know, I think that any philosophy should be able to be tested and should be, be able to be questioned and have people not collapse and degenerate into ad hominem. So I'm glad that you are a higher being than a lot of the other MGTOWs. So you, people like you, and, you know, you've, people like you have changed my mind. Men like you have evolved my perspective on MGTOW. So You have shown me, and, and others, there have been men who have come out on my Twitter page, besides shouting at me, they have messaged me and tweeted me and said, I'm sorry you're experiencing this. I'm a MGTOW. I'm sorry you're experiencing this. I've gotten emails from several other MGTOWs who say, hey, listen, you want to talk, let's talk. That's what I was looking for. Like If MGTOW wants to support men, save the men who disagree with you, too. Save the men who may you know be happily married you know, and say, you know what, I don't believe that love is a, a fool's bargain. I think that it, you know, who are we to question? I think live and let live. Who are we to say what's wrong for the other, is right for the other, you know, is, is, is not right for the other, et cetera. You know, I feel like, you know, we can, you and I could at least agree to disagree. Whereas some of the, the, the people who have flamed me and attacked me, you know, are, are those who have the fragile egos and who are unevolved, so to speak and who are man boys. They're the real man boys. They need to do some growing up. You sir sure are a man, not a boy, as far as I'm concerned. And I applaud you for that. Um, I still think that I would love for us to agree to disagree. I would still like to, I would hope that you don't think I'm a dupe or going to go, because there's been lots of people predicting that, oh, wait till he, it happens to him. Then he's going to come over to MGTOW. Wait till he gets divorced and she takes all his shit. You know, I, he'll be coming to crawl into MGTOW. You know, I, I'd I'd like to think that you would maybe give give people like me who feel like we're happily married. Yes, my marriage. Nobody's marriage is perfect. Everything rises and falls, but that's just the nature of life and everything in life, um, not just marriage. So uh, maybe we can agree to disagree and just move on. But it's Andy. I, my opinion. Thanks to Dan and other people who have shown me mercy, <laughs> and not trolling uh, from the Midtown community have showed me that it's you know I I I, sh- I need to evolve on my perspective. So thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. Okay. Thanks. Yeah.
2: Um, I agree with you. Um, I mean, I, I felt you were looking my butt a bit there, but, um, <laughs> Okay. Uh,
1: Dubious till
2: the end, right? I, I don't think you need to label them. You know, if there's people that are, um, trolling you and attacking you, you know, that they're, they're going through their own mental processes and it's, and you know, they're going to have to figure out their own, uh, way. But I mean, the, the same thing as you were saying about other men that are married, um, uh, like yourself, you look you know, I, I knew a guy that I was um, friends with who was a heroin addict. And, you know, I've I warned him. Um, but nonetheless, he's functional as a heroin addict, and I believe he still takes to this day. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it, go do what you do. You know, if that's what you if that's what you do, uh, you know, I can, I can only, you know, provide my advice. And if you disagree, then, oh, well, um, you know, uh, I, I wish the best for you. And, okay. and, you know, you, you don't have an impossible chance to to not end up having a uh, functional marriage to the end. It's just, um, it's low.
1: <laughs> so I'm in the 13% then. I'm one yeah, of the lucky 30%. few. I'm the exception to the rule. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> time, will, time will tell. Time will tell. you yeah. uh, it? got to put it in your
0: will to check in with a MGTOW site once you're finally gone and yeah. how are you feeling, right?
1: Well, yeah, listen, hey, but I I hope that you know you mentioned some maybe a little bit of skepticism towards my accolades towards you. I hope you do take them sincerely because honestly, whether you believe me or not, they were sincere sincerely meant. I do appreciate your humanity well, that you've met a bit older than than many of the other people you've met, perhaps. Um, okay, that age could definitely moderate things. Maybe maybe yeah, that yeah. could be and, a fact.
0: Dan, in one of our conversations before the the show, um, I believe it was you that was telling me that you know there are plenty of MiG towers because. Most MGTOWs hide behind uh, a a false identity, have some anonymity, because sharing views that can be seen as controversial can get people in trouble in their community, at their job, um, that a lot of guys just like to poke, as Anthony has now said that he was doing, too. So some of the nastiest comments are people that are really just, in their views, oh, we're having fun. We're just poking this idiot, um, as opposed to representing MGTOW. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, there there is, you know, the, the downside to anonymity in that uh, um, a lot of people can do that, um, I, you know, express whatever opinion they want, even if they don't even believe it or not, just for the fun of it. Um, but yes, you know, uh, many of us make tells we, we can't express these opinions openly. Um, I mean, even if things as, as uh, like Demore, James Demore for Google, even his statements were so atrocious. Uh, that he had to be fired so um, uh, yeah yeah I mean that's that's a problem uh, but I mean as long as we are not allowed to speak openly uh, we can't be challenged openly and so we're gonna have these kind of problems
1: do you I mean do you experience grief for not being married do people bug you about yeah. that men women especially
2: from my, my parents <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Sooner
2: my, my, I'm the eldest, so the sooner my brother has kids, the sooner I'll be able. Oh, Look there,
1: see there. And, and, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Genes are passed on. Leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. Cool.
0: <laughs> so I do want to uh, bring this to a close. Um, I, Dan, I want to thank you, and I want to thank every guy in whatever philosophy you ever have that has taken the time to comment publicly, that have taken the time to to email me directly. Um I, I like Anthony, I've been called a Mangina a number of times and oh, I've been man. thanked for being objective. Yeah. So uh I'm glad go. to be an objective mangina for the for the people that feel that way, that's
1: fine. You're a good cuck, <laughs> yeah. Andy. You're a great cuck. I love um, you. But
0: one one email I got, um, it was the last sentence in this email, which was really an essay. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask them if I can publish this, but I haven't had the chance to. But his he sums it all up saying Overall, I'd say MGTOW is a very individual philosophy, and no two men will have the same journey. And that is really what I'm finding, and I think Anthony, that's what you're finding as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And it's it's you know that's just the reasonable thing that there's no you know in in human behavior and thought. Yes, it, there's much variation. So, uh, and uh, I'm being reminded of that. You know, I'm not I'm not perfect, and uh, you know I. I I had a one view of MGTOW, and it's definitely evolved. And and men's rights in general. And uh, you know, hey, I watched the blue pill. I mean, the red pill. Sorry, I watched. I watched. Sorry. How telling is that? (laughs) The Freudian slip. I'm sorry. I watched the red pill, and I'm I'm looking. I'm reading things that people are sending me. So I'm I'm putting myself. I'm trying to be honest and putting myself through my paces and saying, you know what, I'm going to give this a fair shake. And uh, I appreciate you know people being patient with us as we are evolving you know, and I'm evolving. Cool. Um, you know, when I
0: created Real Men Feel, my goal was to create a place where it was safe for men to share whatever the hell they were going through. And and now, again, the third or fourth program centering on MGTOW, uh, I feel that more than ever because um, we've, we've, I feel like we've made a space where people could um, be furious with each other and then find common ground as well. And again, so I thank every guy that's watched any of these shows that has taken the time to write me, post a comment. And, um, you know, I'm all for saving men's lives. I'm all for men finding happiness and um, whatever way it, that works. And my initial view of MGTOW was here's this group of angry, bitter guys blaming women and then blaming men that don't agree with them. And they just thought they were just isolate themselves more and more and more. And again, now I'm seeing, oh, maybe I was just seeing the – the happy anger of one particular troll or whatever it was but um exactly. so so thanks Dan for opening my eyes um i had not heard of this group at all until anthony first wrote about them and uh and i can i can also see a time that i could have joined easily i okay. i gave up on marriage and then i found the woman i married um but it was only after i gave up and said it was all bullshit and not worth my time mm-hmm. so you know um anything could happen there you go right and uh, plenty of people go to casinos. If casinos paid off 30%, they'd be even more packed, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah exactly. Well,
2: just don't um, focus on that as a goal. You know, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> it's great. Um, yep. But your goal, number one goal, is to develop yourself.
1: Amen. All right, okay. Well, cool. hey, and I think, and Andy, yeah, way to go for, you know, being, you're definitely more patient than I am and more open-minded. So, But, yeah, it's uh, – it's definitely been an enlightening experience and uh, I'm looking forward to growing even more and learning even more and meeting more variation in various men in Maketown. Hopefully we'll get to talk to them more often. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. So cool. Uh, but so. Agree, to dis- agree to disagree and let's be civil and have some virtual beers even, <laughs> you know, let's, uh, let's, let's just remember we're all men and we all, you know, need each other, you know? So, yep.
0: so yeah. So wherever you're doing it, keep being happy. And if you're not happy yet, find your path to happiness. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All right. Thanks again, guys, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Until next week, visit realmenfeel.org or the Real Men Feel Facebook group and share what you thought of this episode. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Show us some love by visiting realmenfeel.org/swag or digitaltipjar.com/realmenfeel. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com and Apio Hunter at apiohunter.com.